right, guys, we are back on a special Thursday for all the weekday games, or is it upset week? Oh, my gosh. Huge results. Uh, we have a Fulham throttling, Everton throttling, United outstanding performance. Oh, don't forget about those hit those hammers. I'm telling you, man. Matt, and Arsenal overperforming over the, what a mighty team. I'm telling you, man. Matt, there's only one place for us to start. Aston Villa at home beating Manchester City 1-0. And I want to start with this. After the 11th minute, Manchester City had zero shots in the game. Maybe shots on goal, something like that. Yeah, because their XG was terrible. Can I just say, in my opinion, this is one of the greatest evenings I've actually seen. Uh, We've never seen a City team, Rodri or not, play this bad or be this outclassed by anybody really in the last couple I thought Arsenal had done the business to them in earlier in the season but this Man City team looked like at halftime I was watching this game in between work and they just looked like they had no answers at halftime I was you know the commentators were like what is Pep gonna do he has no bodies I have a huge problem with the uh and we'll get into the game in a moment but I I want to talk about this Manchester City defense uh stating back to the Chelsea game Ruben Diaz, Vardiol have been absolutely horrendous uh, for City. Uh, Ruben Diaz being a former player of the season in the Premier League of, of the season, and Vardiol considered one of the best center backs in the world right now. I mean, they have not been composed. They make so many errors at the back. The goal that, that uh, Villa scored, in my opinion, was down to errors from City's defense. Um, of course, an off a deflection as well. well. And they were just pelting them like... I don't have the, sh- the s- shot statistics. I do have the XG in front of me. Aston Villa, 2.19 XG to 1.0. Doesn't It doesn't make any sense. No, they, like I told you during the game, they were bending this team out of shape. They were bending Man City to their will. They were overloading them and forcing them to make the hard decisions. And I think one of the biggest things I saw was Walker did not look like Walker. Yeah. I find it funny. Uh, I was listening to the Gavin Jules podcast recently, mm. and they said one of their former colleagues or something, they said Kyle Walker's one of the greatest Premier League defensive players of all time. I don't know if they've been living under a rock or not, but I haven't seen that sort of performances from Kyle Walker. He's a great defender, but if any, if you watched this game yesterday, nothing is telling you that he is one of the greatest of all time and at all. And I think players yeah. can get undone on their nights, Yeah, but I hadn't seen City get done like this. I mean, I thought Arsenal Pep out tacticked them. Oh, for sure. But to be fair, they also had more players missing than when they played Arsenal. They didn't have Doku. Uh, they didn't have Rodri. They didn't have Grealish. I mean, they were missing double slots Matt, from that side. We can't keep making excuses, though, for oh, this no, City no, team. Oh, no, no, no. Emery coached the shit out of this game. Yeah, for sure. And I, I let me just – I just want to go hey, through guys, the – guys, we're probably it's late here. It's almost 9 p.m. It's been a awesome. long week for us. So there's I might make this explicit. There's going to be some cussing in here. Uh, I got my slacks on. I literally yeah. came from the office. <laughs> uh, I want to go through the starting lineup for Villa because I think it's huge as to why uh, it was a good evening um, to, for the Night King. Doug, uh, Douglas Louise, Kamara, Tielemans, McGinn, all playing in that midfield versus a con- uh, John Stones and Rico Lewis. I mean, what? how do you even stand a chance? I blame more so Pep mm-hmm. versus the actual players because he got completely outclassed. I think Rodri would even have trouble in that midfield because we saw what Chelsea was able to do with him with youth and muscle against his tactical ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it, like I think they would have just outmanned them and done it no matter I mean, poor Lewis, man. He looked... He's had to play in some big games. Has he played any games between now and Ars- between this game and Arsenal? He he comes on in spurts. Uh, yeah. he does, he's more of a bench player, but to be thrown into a huge game with the form that Villa were in. Well, not to mention the Villa um, stadium, man. You could hear the fans. They were going can I, crazy. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Am I allowed to ask some questions in this oh, yeah. podcast? Can hey, you t- <laughs> you're always allowed to ask questions in this can podcast. You, can you tell me why... Mateo Kovacic and Calvin Phillips started on the bench. I understand uh, Calvin Phillips hasn't been the player that he was at Leeds, but you have Mateo Kovacic. Uh, I don't understand why. I thought Kovacic was on until I saw him come on. It's because like I was distracted during watching this game. I was moving back and forth. I'm with you, man. I don't understand why you didn't play Kovacic against this team, which is one of the highest scoring teams in the league. And he has John Stones and Akanji playing those two DM roles. And I'm sorry, like again, I've I've loved how he's managed to convert these center backs to into midfielders. Excuse me. 
But I also don't understand when you have a pure natural box-to-box midfielder like Mateo Kovacic who makes heavy defensive attributes. And he is one of the best on the ball, and he's great at making progressive passes, which Holland had no service after those 11 minutes, or really just those two chances because they were consecutive, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were were completely dominated. Um, Into the goal itself... A little, again, a little bit lucky, but I thought Leon, ba- Leon Bailey was the man of the match today. Oh, I saw it from the beginning of the match. He yeah. was, I don't I mean, I'd have to look up his individual statistics, but he seemed to me like to be that force that was driving him in. Um, Ollie Watkins. Louise did. Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise. I always want to call him David <laughs> Louise. Um, but yeah, Douglas Louise and him were just on fire. Yeah. And as an Arsenal fan, I was really disappointed they had four, two or four, three or four players on the yellows that they just got one more card. They'd be out for the game next Seriously. weekend <laughs> or this weekend. But no, all of them made it. <laughs> and I, what I thought was surprising, specifically with Leon Bailey, is he's not usually the one that would be picked with this type of formation that Emery runs. Usually he would go with the Diaby to pair with Ollie Watkins. But it turned out to be an, a, a great asset because the progressive passes that we saw from Bailey, the skill set, I mean, he, he was pretty much unplayable. The man today. has an engine. Yeah. He just ran and ran. I don't, like, did you see him after the match? He just looked like he was done. Ready right to fall over, dude. Yeah, but he just kept going because I think he realized what they were doing because they, like, Arteta outclassed them in their game, but they had no Rodri. Mm-hmm. They had more players missing this time, but Unai Emery just bent them out of shape and just controlled them. The more I look at this Villa lineup, the more I'm thinking like this team actually has an underrated squad depth that could actually last for the season in some sort of top four, maybe title race. And they might actually have money to spend in the January window on like a lot of teams. Like Arsenal has no money to spend until the calendar resets. Yeah, and I'm looking at this, this, the subs. You have Musa Diaby, who I just mentioned, outstanding Mm -hmm. player, comes on. Jacob Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey's Mm -hmm. little brother. So, you know, he might be decent. (laughs) I don't know if that qualifies. You have Zaniolo on the bench. Matty Cash is a great outside... uh, 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 right back, and they they just have. I think you de- might be where I have to say he's Aaron Ramsey's son, <laughs> little brother at this rate. <laughs> he's. I, I the more I look at this team, I'm I'm more convinced that that the Night King is actually making something. No, it, it makes the game at the weekend even more exciting because yeah. I mean we'll get into our predictions, but yeah. now third place first, fourth beat third. And now third place first. It's, it's insane. And what I liked most is they brought on Tielemans to start in this game. Tielemans is off the bench. We're talking about Yuri Tielemans, mm-hmm. who is one of the key players for Leicester. Leicester. And for the was, last couple of years. He's been a huge impact for them. He's an outstanding midfielder. He'd start for most Premier League teams, but he comes off the bench. But he started against City, as I mentioned, because the Good Evening wanted to, uh, the Night King wanted to go with more of a overloaded midfield to, you know, overrun the City team. And... Can I, I go, go ahead, man? My apologies. No, I was, no, gonna I was just going to say how much I thought loved Emery's smile at the end, man. <laughs> yeah, I almost wanted him to talk trash to Pep, but I was uh-huh. like, nah, maybe hold off a little no, bit. No, he wouldn't do that. Like even when he was a <laughs> Arsenal coach, I remember he had class, which is something I really liked coming off of the sure. of the Wenger. Um, he, I like I said, even when that horrible game and um, Baku, he still was just trying he, to be a gentleman. He has so much class, but you could tell the amount of passion he has mm-hmm. every time his side score. I want to talk about uh, one of my personal favorite players of the season, John McGinn. I feel like he is the ultimate Swiss Army knife uh, in the Premier League. I can't think of an outside of Pascal Gross, which I'll double, I'll go over where he started today uh, for Brighton. But I, I think he's the ultimate Swiss Army knife. He played as a right mid uh, against Liverpool, which pretty much not Liverpool. I'm blanking who they played, but he was basically a right mid. Almost Sheffield a, United. No, no, no. It was against the good side a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I can't bad. remember. No, you're good. I think it was against Brighton now that I'm thinking about it. they He pretty much doubled Matomo in terms of playing a right back, right wing back sort of hybrid. He drops into the midfield. And here he's playing almost some sort of attacking mid, left wing sort of hybrid. And he's the one that assists with that goal. It's it's. I think he's someone that we have to keep an eye out over the next few weeks of where he's moving for in the formation because he just can play everywhere. I'm betting he could probably go in the if the summer window probably for sixty. Yeah, I mean at this rate, if he keeps playing, the whole team right now yeah. is playing like a hundred million. Uh, Martinez, that double save from Holland on those only two shots. I still can't help but laugh every time I see Emmy Martinez. Again, like he he's one of those guys that just irritates you if you're playing against him. But he is unfortunately just such a good player. Uh, but it's just crazy. Uh, as for City. Um, you get De Bruyne back in January is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I, got Rodri and Doku. Or no, I'm sorry. Rodri and 
Grealish coming back for the game at the weekend. Yep. So, uh, and they have a lot of their their run of schedule or the run of games till the end of the year is actually should be uh, smooth sailing, I should say. Um, but right I now, don't know, man. I was we'll go over who they got next, and I'd be a little worried after I watched the week the week <laughs> I if so. I was Pep. With with uh, I, 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 the only thing I'm worried about at this time is just the defensive line. Uh, I don't know if you need to put Ruby Diaz on the bench, even though he's one of your team captain. He is your team captain uh, when De Bruyne's out. Uh, but with the way he's been playing, I, I don't know if he should be starting. I think City soon. ultimately will turn around. I'm just joking. Ultimately. No, of course, of course. I, like we've said, if they get De Bruyne back. They get Doku back, and they're already getting those guys back. I I think by February, we, we they will be re-energized. And any hope that the three teams above them right now have of winning, they need to accumulate all the points they can get now yeah. and hope that somebody else can sucker punch them or punch them in the mouth. Because, I mean, we saw how fast Arsenal's lead evaporated and how Klopp has been, like, performed amazing. Like, one time he had, like, 99 points, and they beat him with 100. Yeah. And what scares me most about Pep is he said pre-match. I'm sure he's a little bit more mm. pissed off now, but he said pre-match. He's like, we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. And I'm like, dude, the fact that he just says that with so much confidence <laughs> after drawing like three, four straight games and dropping well, points. And the other thing, too, is like, I guess the their charges are going to be starting to be litigated. I mean, they could just go and just spend all the money they want. Who cares? If they're going to get punished. They're going to get punished. Another slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's what's more? What's another, you know... Transfer ban or... Yeah, another transfer ban. Just go spend the money you need to go to win the league before they, they whatever hammer comes is going to come. Yeah. And again, I was listening to the Gab and Jules podcast on my way here, and Jules brought up a good point where he was saying, where's the cover for Rodri? Kind of going back to Calvin Phillips. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend $60 million on this player... And then you you guys tried to sneak bid uh, Declan Rice in the summer, which in my opinion was more of a tactical play to get you kids you guys yeah. to pay higher. It limited us. It basically took the Raya money away. Exactly, and um, I, I agree, man. If you're not going to play Calvin Phillips, you need cover in January because Rodri has two suspensions now mm-hmm. in the span of a month. And well, no, since the beginning of the season. Well, didn't he do the he like choked like the Sheffield player or? Yeah, but that was way back when they played Arsenal week. The mo- like. Probably in late October, I think. Okay, two months. My bad. My yeah. Bad. Well, it's been since the beginning of the season. It's yeah. been, you know. And, but that's not that's unlike yeah. Rodri for being, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best defensive midfield player in the world. Well, to be honest with you, man, I mean, we'll get into it, but um, your team, the Blues, have given teams the blueprint. Without Rodri, they're not good. Mm-hmm. With Rodri, if you can overwhelm him, you might have a chance. I mean, I mean, they play Luton next, and we we'll go over what happened in the Luton game. But if I were Luton, Chelsea's giving me the blueprint how to handle him. He comes back, I I just send two guys because they're playing Luton at home. Yeah, I would if I if I were Chelsea. I mean City, I'd I'd be a little cautious about you know going to that constrained ground and having to deal with that. But yeah. I, let's move on to one of the other games before I jump into the previous section. <laughs> so guys, uh, this will we'll start from the very beginning back on Tuesday. Uh, first game of that slate was a Wolves at home win against Burnley. Our Korean king, Hwang Hee Chan. patron saint. Our guy, man. Uh, great buildup. A little bit of errors from the Burnley. You mean the Korean guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just had to quote Pep there. That's Pep Guardiola quote. <laughs> we don't want to get canceled, so no. we have to then by keep yeah. saying this is a yeah, Pep Yeah, well, quote. this is a Pep Guardiola quote. <laughs> We're more making fun of Pep. We really think, honestly, if I was my Arsenal team, I'd be looking at getting Chan in the, um, in the uh, transfer window. <laughs> But in terms of the game itself, uh, you know, I'm going over. I watched the game. I really wasn't missing anything from what I w- was watching. It wasn't one of those, you know, back and forth type of games. I th- honestly felt like Burnley were the better side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have ma- been mad at a draw, but you know, when it comes to clinicalness, that's just something Burnley have been lacking in the final third. Is can they get that final shot off? And they gave Wolves a challenge. This is the one of the ones. But I only watched the first half because Arsenal started yep. right. Before the first half. It was on literally at halftime. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Um, and I want to watch the preview because I couldn't see. When we work on the weekdays, it's sometimes hard to figure out who's in the lineup, what's right. going on, all that kind of stuff. Because um, we both have jobs we actually have to do. We can't just watch football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, um, I think I might have butchered his name, but I said I'm starting to like Sarabia. Yeah, Paulo Sarabia from yeah. PSG. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he was doing really good. They had a few moments of brilliance, but ultimately Burnley made the second half theirs. Yeah, 
And uh, for Wolves going forward, again, as long as Neto's out, it's going to be hard for this team to pick up points depending on who they're playing. I feel like if they keep playing a mid-to-low-table to team like a Burnley or maybe a Palace group, you know, we could see them pick up results. But if they play someone in that top 10, I'm, I'm going to be worried for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, final thoughts on this game? I mean, from what I saw, I went and back and watched the pre- the um, the condensed game. It was a fun game. I mean, yeah. I think the Wolves had less chances, but they had the one that counted. Yeah, and a great goal from our Korean king. I mean, their XG was tight. It was 1.12 for Wolves to 0.78 for Burnley. So, I mean, the game is kind of right where it was supposed to be. For sure. Into the second game, the last game of the Tuesday slate. Matt, I'm going to go through your emotions, eat by eat, goal by goal from you. I want you, your experience, what you were feeling. So, Luton, okay. <laughs> Luton at home defeat to Arsenal 3-4 in a straight barn burner that we did not expect. No. Matt, what happened? Well, what I told you I wanted Luton to score. I jinxed myself, did I? I said, I go, Arsenal's going to win. Yeah, but I go, Luton needs, is going to score. They're going to need to score. This I think is, they heard me. This is back-to-back weeks now where you're like, I've gotten the four right. I just didn't get the, the other, other team half right. right. So what were your emotions goal by goal, man? I wanna- So the Martinelli goal, I cheered inside. And then he got that knee in the back. And I hope to God, goodness he did not like, get injured. Or, get injured. Yeah. And then um, is it Osa? Yep. Osho, okay. Osho, Osho, yeah. I was say he's not a brewery from Phoenix. <laughs> Osho, um, he. I can't remember which one of these ones because the the, the last well, two, goal. This is the one that actually was their good goal, right? The open play goal. Yeah. yeah. The other two. No, 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 no. The uh, second goal was uh, open play. Okay, the this first one, was one was the, the, the Raya fumble. Yeah. I because this happened like five minutes later. I was on a call. I remember seeing the Martinelli goal, and then I got picked up a call. By the time I get done with the call, I look back at my phone. I just see a guy in orange <laughs> running forward. And I'm like, what happened here? And then I have to take the phone back, scroll it back. I have to watch this on my phone. Yeah. And then I rewatch it. And I was like, oh, come on, David. What are you doing here, man? Uh, and then I re-got the game back to going. And then I get another call. <laughs> And then, or sorry, then the Jesus goal happened during another call. Pretty much every game goal except for the Ross Barkley goal and the Martinelli goal happened during a call. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the set pieces that Luton had uh, were actually great set pieces. Outside of the David one, I'd say it was mm-hmm. more on da- David. But uh, in terms of the performance, now that I'm looking like look like looking at the squad. Your new signings are the one that honestly carried your guys' performance. Kai Havertz, in my opinion, had his best performance of a full 90 minutes. Or that that we... didn't sub him. I was happy. Yeah. Great, great best 90 minutes yeah. performance we've seen from Kai. And he got then... them back into the game. Yep. He got yep. the equalizer. And he was Boston because Luton have a deceptively physical big team. Yeah. And I don't think people are giving you guys enough credit, and it sucks for me as a Chelsea fan to say this, but being down 3-2, no matter who you're playing, and then to able, to be able to win 4-3, you guys have done this now three or four times. Rice is done twice. Uh, Rice alone. And Luton. Yeah. And um, it was Chelsea. But, you know. uh, no, no. He won the Man United game. He tied oh, yeah. the Chelsea game. God, I hate your team. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I or did, this, no, did he tie it or was it? He had the first goal. Yeah, and then it was um, Trotsard. Pete Davidson. Trotsard. It was Trotsard. Trotsard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete Davidson. But uh, that, that was at the Chelsea Arsenal game of a couple weeks, guys. That we're yeah. referring to. But man, you're you're you're. I got to give credit to Edu honestly on the on the game itself because he has he's brought in these these players that people Kai Havertz had a bunch of questions coming in. Declan Rice for the fee. They've been paying off so far from what I've seen. I think for the prices that the players are going for now, I think that Declan Rice was a hit. Yeah. I would have rather paid $100 million than $115 million. He's, he's already he's... paid back his debt by two winners and uh, the inspiration for another, a draw. Basically, that basically seven points. Exactly. Uh, insane. Uh, credit to Arsenal. Credit to Luton as well for putting up a fight because... Again, I'm sure if you're Luton fans, you weren't going in with the highest of expectations. It was great to see Ross Barkley basically turn into Roy Kent from Ted Lasso season he one. He turned like prime Ross Barkley at Chelsea yeah. under Sorry, dude. Like, yeah. What are we doing here? But uh, like he, like I don't know if he has it like trapped in a box. Like he's like a guy in a video game where he can only pull that out every now and then. Uh, but but credit to both sides for Luton dust off game. Uh, I think this is you know something you can move on from. Well, you'll you'll be heartbroken. And they get but... to play City at home next. I if I were City, I'd be worried because like 
the pitch looked tight, and I would want to. It's a narrow field, yeah. man. It's a very narrow field. And I would love to get the dimensions on it and just see how it compares to places like the Etihad and the Emirates and Man and um, Shell Jafford. So now there's two things that Matt needs to do when he goes to the stadium: count the seats and measure the field. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what are your final thoughts for for Arsenal going hey, forward? I, I, I do things when I go to games. <laughs> so. All right, uh, my final thoughts on Arsenal: I uh, am loving Declan Rice, and I love that Havertz had his fight in him. He's had his fight in him for the last couple games. But we've really only seen it in spurts. In a sense. Yeah, but you know, there was one game he did really good in that you and me kept texting King Kai. I don't remember what game it was. It was the one where they had missing people. I think it might have been the Newcastle away game. They ended up losing. Yeah. But Kai was fighting the whole game. Yeah, you're right because he was the one that he was had the covering foul. for Odegaard. Yeah. And he was in a different position than he normally is. And he was leading that team on the pitch. Um, I'm proud of the signings i really wish we still had timber playing with us but um i mean now we get to face the informed team at the weekend arsenal versus aston villa is coming up i think this is probably one of the games of the season that we'll be seeing but we'll go over that in our prediction yep. all uh, right who are we in, coming next reese into the wednesday game i'm depressed uh we have man united at home defeating chelsea two to one matt go ahead and ask me the question reese how you feeling pal Oh, man. I have two things to say before we get into the game itself. Uh, Potch, what the hell are you doing? Two, Caicedo, I haven't seen you since the Arsenal game. I don't know if you're going to show up anytime soon or if, you know, if you've been just... Is he hurt? No, he's, he's just been going to Nando's or something during the game. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know what he's doing over there, but... I mean, it's delicious chicken. <laughs> it's true. The midfield, man. Our midfield is looking like Swiss cheese, and I everyone's blaming Enzo for these performances. When Enzo, I feel like, is putting in the most work defensively more than our own defensive midfielder in Caicedo. I am so high on Caicedo. I think he's just having a down season because he came so late in the window, didn't get a regular preseason, so much drama about him along with the fee. It's been a tough, tough couple months for him. I'm not going to lie. But, dude, I mean, if if we're getting overrun by McDonald's, I'm not even going to say his name because he pissed me off. McDonald's. We'll call him Ronald Mc. Um, <laughs> and Amrabat. Can I call him Ronald McTominay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amrabat looked like prime Chavi the way he's playing progressive passes. What made me even more mad is the fact that this Manchester United midfield was also switched cheese. We played through them so easily, but we could not score to save our lives. So I only watched clips of this game. Can you explain to me how it's 4XG for Man United to 2.35 for Chelsea? So Sorry, 4.04. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, after 11 minutes, I think, it could be 13, they had 11 shots. Uh United were absolutely... They were just peppering the goal? They were bending us over, dude. Oof. Yeah. It, I, it's going to look like Richard Nixon in office, basically, when he, <laughs> he got it back. Because, like, I made my choice to watch another game, which I really wish I watched this game, because the game I picked to watch is probably, like, the worst game. No, seriously. But uh, I honestly thought Garnacho, uh, he is on insane form right now. Well, I apologize. The match was bad when i was watching it after i turned over to watch the city game that's when things went bonkers yeah uh i don't know uh for the first goal for united uh, actually really quickly hold that bruno all right you wanted to be the guy to tie rude van nesteroy's uh for tied for most spot kick pks in united history you didn't all right you didn't rude van nesteroy is that guy you're not uh it's late at night guys my bias is showing a little bit but that yesterday hurt man it hurt me <laughs> well, I could feel it through the telephone. <laughs> like I was trying I was to watch all my phone. I'm just blow. You're blowing me up with text. I've just felt so bad for you because I was like, on my computer, I had the gate, the scores up, and I could see what was happening, but I couldn't see what was doing it. I could just like, I'm like, how? I just, I had so many, I had so many questions because Chelsea or Poch fielded Colwell, Silva, Desasi, and Kukurea at right back. Reese James came on at halftime. If you're bringing Reese James on at halftime, why are you not starting him? And why can't you play Colwell at center back and have Kukurea play left back? I, I have so many questions. Uh, Is Reese James injured? He came on at halftime. He had a, he came back from suspension, so he was mm. not injured. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of questions uh, for the paid for people saying Pot should be out. You do, you buffoons! No. no, that's not the case. For people saying that Mudrick is a waste of money, you buffoons, he's just not very good off the ball, which is something you can develop. He's great on the ball, he excites everybody the second he touches the ball, it's just off the ball, he is not good at all. 
which something again you can develop. Uh, Matt, before I go on a thirty-minute rant, what were your final thoughts on the game, my friend? I couldn't believe it happened. I was. I think you even pegged the score too. I think you said it was going to be two to one, and I just didn't know how to rate this game at all because it just the two teams. You never know which of the two is going to show up. Yeah. Like I don't know if Chelsea rated them a big team. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they did because. But now they they what are they're in they're in sixth right? Uh yeah they yeah they're right in I think they Man United's in fifth or sixth now. Sixth right? yeah and honestly, yeah. Uh, it's just the intensity of Chelsea wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't play with intensity at Old Trafford, one of the toughest places to play, you'll get killed. Uh, last thought for me, I thought Anthony played well. Just gonna say that out loud uh, for anybody listening that are Anthony fans like me. <laughs> Matt's giving me a look of just I hate this no. guy, but <laughs> I just well I, in my hated of Man United player power rankings i hate to say bruno might be number one now (laughs) there we go uh into the next game here of the wednesday slate guys uh actually a great game in my opinion brighton coming back one nil down to defeat the brentford bees two to one at home matt what were your thoughts on the game this is one i just watched the unfortunate to watch the condensed version of it um i was rooting for brentford i they looked like they were going to win the game (laughs) honestly I, I I disagree. Respect. Or, sorry, sorry, tie the game. Yeah, I got you. My bad. I well, thought they were going to get something from it, and I thought they deserved it. But I didn't get to watch the end of the game. See, for me, I, I picked a 2-1 win to Brentford, I think, uh, last week, or Brighton, I don't know. But I did have a 2-1 prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who I picked. But I actually thought Brighton deserved the win, personally, uh, because, for me, I thought Matoma had his best game uh, in, a, in the last month or so. I don't think he's been to the standard that we've seen, but he completely uh, destroyed Godus, I think is his name, or Rorislev, one of those outside backs for, for, for Brentford. And also, uh, Pascal Gross, my favorite guy to discuss where he starts. He played left back, but he played more of the Sinchenko role as like a center defensive mid and had a great shot for their first goal, which brought them back into the game. So... Uh, I'm going to be updating you guys weekly podcast episode every time about where Pascal Gross is lining up because I like what Deservey does for him. Matt, final thoughts on the game? Well, maybe you're right. I mean, <laughs> this is one of the games, like, there was so much going on. This one kind of slipped under the radar for me. But it ultimately, me Brighton is a, the, probably the better team, but it was kind of a, ma- a match of the two that were kind of close. They're both, and that's exactly what I was about to say, is they're both very close to the and table. They both play their football. They don't back down. Yeah. They don't go into the park the bus or whatever you want to call it. Can I go back to the Chelsea game? Because mm-hmm. you just reminded me. We took, And this is what I love about Deserby and, and uh, Frank for Brentford. Potch, Gallagher's out for the game. Instead of us continuing to be a pressing machine that our team was over the last few weeks, we let Manchester United, we dropped back, we let Manchester United attack us. And Ten Hag said pre-game, what's, uh, Chelsea don't like to defend, so you have to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. How, when you see those words, you know they're going to be a little bit more front-footed. Why don't you be the pressing team? Why don't you get on the front foot? And that's, that's I mean, the they difference. they did it against Arsenal. They did it against Tottenham. They did it against City. There's no way Gallagher is that important to a press where you cannot just completely change your, your, your scheme. So, sorry, guys. Just real quick disclaimer there. Uh, credit to Brighton. Uh, I think they needed these points against a good side because, again, they haven't been in the best form uh, in the last couple weeks. Uh, where are we heading next? Next game here, guys. Something that didn't give me depression. It balanced out my depression and happiness. Oh, my, we're going... Uh, Crystal Palace at home defeat to my Bournemouth Cherries 2 0. Up the Cherries. What did you call Irola? What's his nickname? The the Cherry. Oh, the Cherry Prince? The Cherry Prince. I, I'm liking it, man. Uh, until people realize Bournemouth are, are actually a legit team, they didn't have the best start. I think they had like 10 games without a win. What is that, like three, three or four wins within the last month now? Yeah. It's, oh, I think we'd have to check the table, but you're like. You and me said they had pieces the entire time you've been watching the season of just they could string together something. You could just see that there was something there. And I'm glad they put it together. I don't want them to go down. I thought they were too good to go down. Palace and Bournemouth now have the exact same record, uh, which goes to tell you how good this team might actually be. Um, In terms of Palace, definitely, in my opinion, their worst performance of the season. Uh, I didn't see anything from the Palace. Uh, really, Olise was their only threat, in my opinion. But even then, I they had attempts. They had shots on goal. But I Do wasn't you think convinced. Royal keep him up? For sure. Uh, I think he's too, too much of an experienced manager. 
But dude, the, that looks like imagine a, like an old baseball pitcher like getting like jalapeno juice off his chest and just throwing some all the hundred miles an hour with the grip. Like, have you ever seen Major League? He reminds <laughs> me of the old pitcher who's like talking to Vaughn. He's like, got the badge still behind my ear. Got the little jalapeno, put it in my nose. Anything to get that little quarter of a mile on the fastball. If, you if you're not listening from America, just just disregard what Matt's yeah. saying. He's talking go about watch, a classic. Go, go watch Major League. It's yeah. a great movie. He's talking about a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Into the next game. Here. I love that you're way younger than me and you know what Major League is. That's awesome. My dad My dad keeps uh, me cultured. Gotcha. <laughs> next game here, the Wednesday slate, guys. Uh, honestly, one of the surprises of the week, in my opinion, Fulham 5-0 defeat to Nottingham Forest at home. I think we, are, we were wrong about Fulham the last couple weeks. Well, Awobi came alive. I watched part of this game, and he was just on fire. I think he scored two goals, if I remember right. So, same with Raul Jimenez. Uh, one of my big question marks uh, for the season for Fulham was, did they replace Mitrovic with the right guy? Raul Jimenez is finally scoring goals. Um, since the Wolves game, 3-2 win against Wolves, 4-3 uh, loss to Liverpool, and now the 5-0 win against Forest. That's now three straight games of them scoring at least three goals. It's going to be a hard fight for a team like Luton to or Everton to make it out of the basement. Well, I mean, we'll get to Everton later, say, but I, know, I mean, to stay out of it yeah. because it's like that point deduction is going to hurt them. And, and honestly, the one person who didn't get on the score sheet that played well is, uh, again was William, man. And not Garincha, not Neymar. It's Willie and the greatest Brazilian goat of all time. But he was... Tearing up that wing, I think he was one of the guys, the guy who assisted Awobi on the first goal, or it was um, Jimenez on the third, second goal. What did what did you guys do wrong with Willian at his time at Arsenal? How is he doing this year for Fulham? Is you think it's the quality of the side, or you think it was the type of play that you guys had was too much for Willian in his age? It's just an interesting question. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I really wanted Willian to succeed. I know a lot of Arsenal fans don't want Chelsea players at our club yeah. and don't want them to see when they show up. Sure. I think that's asinine. Yeah. Um, you spend a premium on them, and you want them to do well. I wanted Willian to do well. I don't know what happened. Um, he only had one goal for Arsenal. I don't know if he just didn't fit Arteta's system, yeah. or but I know the fans hated him from the second he got there. And I think you and me became friends the first season. The season he was there, I think and that was our first time at Toyota. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think I was telling you I wanted him to succeed. My bad. Uh, no, no, you go ahead, man. Um, but I just, I to be honest with you, I think it was the environment. People were calling for blood. The fans were unhappy. They hated the team. They didn't know what was going on. It was a tough time to be, and they paid a lot of money for him. Because yeah, I was Douglas, David Luiz and then Willian, so it was just two transfers at the time. That but we had Czech too. For, I think at the end of his time there the, too, he was he was the Europa League goalie in 2019 or Waku was 2019. Yeah, yeah, 2019. Uh, but yeah, credit to Fulham, uh, Forest. Uh, uh, some questions to be asked, man, because you can't be losing five 0 to a oh. team that's around the same position as you. Point blank. Period. Well, is their coach in jeopardy? I know they were covering this on NBC Sports, like that they're uh, on the weekend that their coach may be in trouble but i don't even know who you'd bring in to to try and get this team to play the way you whatever way you want them to play well i think the reason there has to be questions answered or asked is because they've spent so much money on this team with the way they uh did it in the championship with all the loanees and having to fund an actual whole entire roster uh which you guys still haven't even played andre santos one of the, like the most promising prospects out of brazil like i don't know how you haven't even given him play time considering they've lost from November 12th, uh, they have not won a game, and we are now uh, almost to the middle of December. So You know who might do good for them? A manager they, they might be able to get? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Steve Rodgers? Are yeah. you talking about the... Uh, the Shit, am I messing up his name again? The, Celtics co the Celtic yeah, coach. Yeah, he poached Liverpool. And the Leicester? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Look the uh, Raj, Raj, right? They call him Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers. Sorry, I. Uh, no, Rogers, right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had like, the Rodgers right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I. Uh, but they, they have some speed on the wings, and he likes that. They have a lot of talent. I think he could. could he plays front footed too. Yeah, he plays front footed. I think they need. They're, they need their Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> they, they've lost to Everton and Fulham back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. and both teams that are around their position, if not lower, you have to get results. They play Wolves next. Cooper's going to be very in trouble if uh, if they drop points to Wolves as well. Uh, into the next game here, guys. 
honestly not the prettiest performance. Matt, I'll, I want to hear your opinion. Uh, Sheffield at home defeat to Liverpool 2 0. Matt, what was your thoughts on the game? Honestly, it was a pretty, I wouldn't say lackluster for Liverpool, but they didn't look like they had their. If their they, pop, their shine. I don't know how like swagger maybe be the closest word I'm thinking of. Like their attitude just yeah. seemed off. It seemed to me like they just showed up and expected to win the game. For sure. And I mean Sheffield couldn't stop them ultimately, but I mean Van Dyke had to score their first goal. It was unconvincing because uh Sheffield almost looked like they could have gone on to equalize late in the game, even though they only only had one on target, but it was just not to the standard that you'd expect from a Liverpool team. They they showed a lot of breaks on the replay. It was a lot of Sheffield like getting to about three-fourths the field, getting around the box and just keeping them busy. If that was their plan, but it never looked like they could really spring the trap again. And I know Liverpool plays so risky, but like... The attack McAtee had towards the end of the game, where the player uh, Archer played it off like the heel of Arnold, and it like flicked over. But that that Shovislai goal was pretty. <laughs> it was. It was a uh, perfect cross from uh, Darwin. 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 I hope yeah. I got his name right. I'm, I struggle. Shovislai, I guess, yeah, okay. is the closest we Sobislai. can get. Okay. We call him Dominic. <laughs> well, we'll call him Dom. There, there you go. Call him Dirty Dom after uh, Dom's uh, Do- Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> uh, for Sheffield, a dust-off game. Again, you're playing one of the best teams in the league, but again, you guys are bottom of the table, so we need to find a way for you guys to get some points. For Liverpool, wasn't pretty, but you take three points any way you can get it, especially with it being a mid mid midweek uh, match week for the Premier League. Are moving on to the upset Thursday. Holy crap, guys! Thursday was and today was insane. Who do you want to go with first? So let's go. Let's go with the first game. Tottenham was that the first game, right? No, no. Everton, Everton was the... Newcastle finished okay. first. Tottenham finished second. So uh, probably one of the the bigger winners of the weekend. Everton at home win against Newcastle three nil. What happened to Newcastle? I. I honestly don't know. I don't. Like they didn't have. Like, they're used to playing mid midweek now. They should be. They should have more of an advantage coming into this game. Is Everton hasn't been in Europe for God years. knows how long. Yeah, and Newcastle only have three shots on goal. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. Like, look at Everton's XG. It was two point nine five. Somehow, I don't remember them being able to generate this much activity. Newcastle's actually was 1.3. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make it must sense. Have, it must have come off of one opportunity and then the accumulation of the Yeah, other just getting time. it in the edge of the boxes right. and stuff. Because I, I think they had one decent attempt and that yeah. must have been it. The one, yeah. But it was... When you told me what was happening, I got up my computer and I put my computer on where we record and I was watching... The game and the other thing. That's insane. And, you know, what I would say is Kieran Trippier probably had his worst game in a Newcastle jersey. Two errors that led to goals. Uh, You just can't be making those mistakes. But I guess from your club captain here, who has been the leader for this Newcastle team from the start of the rebuild, I think it's one of those games you can let him off on. But, dude, losing 3-0, regardless of the mistakes of who did it, you cannot be dropping points at this point in the but season. But I'm glad Everton's responding. For sure. I was just about to say the same thing. Deitch is... I only... Th- I thought Deitch was specifically going to play relegation football v. formation. This guy's actually playing on the front foot. And I didn't well, think he had that in his I locker. I think with the... Because Newcastle's still top of the injury table. If they're not, they're like Near the top. Two. Yeah, near the top. They're in the top three of the injury table. I think you... You had to punch somebody in the mouth after, unfortunately, that brutal game against Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, for Newcastle, uh, they are now back down in the seventh place. They were previously in sixth. Uh, after Do you think they can get back to good European spots? I think they need another international break again to give them some time to get some players back uh, because you can sign, you can you're starting to see the cracks uh, breaking for this uh, weak Newcastle team versus the strong side when they're healthy. Um, Everton, man. But ultimately, it was like it was the upset of this. I mean, by far of today, but it wasn't the biggest upset of the weekend. I that one to me goes Villa to City. Really? Yeah. 
The only reason I'm not too surprised about, and maybe, well, this is, we'll call this the small stoppage time question here. <laughs> yeah, because we, guys, we're going to have to skip stoppage time, so we're going to probably throw it in here <laughs> before we move on to the preview. I'd say Everton, the only reason I'm not surprised Villa did not have, or Villa's upset is not as surprising to me as we all thought, is because I feel like this has been coming for Villa. Uh, they have been continuously getting results since the Newcastle thro- throttling. I feel like it was bound for them to finally get recognized as a top dog team. Well, I mean, upset in the way that they handled it. That's I, fair. I they completely they dominated. Could have I thought they could have won the game. That I, that yeah. was not outside the realm of possibilities for me. But to watch them humble and embarrass they, City. They completely dominated yeah. uh, City. Like I know I bring this up. Arsenal humiliated or kind of put Pep in his place at the, when they played them. But this, this was worse. Like... Because the, the coming off the we're gonna win the league comments like you can't do that. The the difference between the Arsenal and City game versus the Villa and City game is Arsenal had like an even matchup like it was pretty one, both contesting but you guys lean towards more mm-hmm. dominating. This was just straight eighty percent. So I you got to listen to Gavin Jules and I'm sorry we're gonna jump back to this but I just remember this I got to listen to the two Robbies yeah and they brought up how. Um, Holland was completely neutralized in this game, and Arsenal let him through. And I was like, no, they let him through because they knew that Saliba had him in his pocket the entire game. Both of them used the elements they had in order to control this city team. Arsenal have a six foot three or six foot four center back who can go toe to toe with their giant Norwegian cyborg and handle him. Villa don't have that, so they had to control it another way. I don't know, man. Carlos and, and Pau Torres, in my opinion, had their best performances of the season, man. Like, I, I I don't think Holland got enough service for us to fully see that. Mm-hmm. But it, for what we saw from that defense, uh, I thought they were outstanding. But I, I, I can see what you're saying now Now with, with Villa being more of a bigger upset. I just think when you lose 3-0 to a team that's in the bottom half of the table, bottom below but half the table. if you take out the points deduction, well, they would be in the bottom half of the table, but if they didn't have those 10-point deduction, they would be in the middle, like the dead center of the league. Uh, they would actually be uh, in the top half of the table, okay. one, one point ahead of Chelsea. So let's okay. not go any further. Yeah, but let's, so when you talk about averaging, you have to talk about a team temp, that for sure. has a handicap. Do you think the 10 points was more of a... Of a not the word's not inspiration, but a motivation. Sorry, to uh, yes. actually continue to perform better. I think it was. I think Garnacho's wonder goal upset them. They completely blew their plan apart. Um, but this, I think, it is motivation, and I think that's um, Everton's fighting to stay up. They have the the thing, and I think that the FA gave these charges because they knew that Everton wouldn't go down. Yeah, I agree. Into At the this time. <laughs> into the last game of the Thursday slate uh, before our predictions. Huge upset. The West Ham Hammers down 1-0, come back to win 2-1 to one at Spurs at the White Hart Lane. Matt, what was your reaction? Well, this is becoming one of the... Like, Tottenham, the three teams in London, big teams in London, hate Spurs. West Ham hates Spurs. They hate them as bad as we do, from what I understand. Yeah. They have songs that are as bad as Arsenal fan songs about them. And their games are rough. Their games are chippy, man. I I really can't understand how Spurs did not score more goals. Uh, you know, they completely dominated on the possession stat, and they also had uh, double the amount of attempts that West Ham had. And the XG was the tightest of the weekend, I yeah, think. I mean, so. it was 1.61 to 1.74 that being the Hammers 1.74. So really just a lack of clinicalness and creativity from Spurs in that final third, which they are missing. They're starting to see if, that if, they're missing Madison. If they had Madison, I think they would have won this game. Oh, for sure. It was tight. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was good to see Romero back. I actually thought he had a decent performance. It was a chippy encounter. It was a proper derby, like you said, when uh, a couple times a season. Yeah. It's a, like... I don't know, Northeast London Derby. <laughs> uh, before we jump into our predictions, guys, quick recap of the table before uh, we jump into it. Uh, bottom half right, or bottom teams at the moment in relegation, Sheffield with five, Burnley with seven, Luton Town are now in back into the relegation oh, battle. relegation after my mighty Arsenal slayed them. And Everton is now outside of the relegation zone already with one point over Luton, so... Uh, craziness uh top four in fourth place is manchester city didn't think in my life i'd hear that uh with 30 points 
Villa with 32 points. Good evening. Indeed. Uh, and Liverpool in 34 and Arsenal with 36. That's still the fucking standard, mate. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to take our quick bake and we'll be right back with Alrighty. you. All right, we are back, guys, to do the Week 16 weekend preview with our Saturday slate. We start off with Liverpool at Crystal Palace, making the trip to London. Palace is a very underrated place to play. Uh, Palace with also had a horrible performance uh, against Bournemouth. I can see them having a better side, but I think Liverpool will also be a little bit dissatisfied with their performance. What are you gonna? Who? What's your pick? I'm gonna go with a three-one to Liverpool. Ooh, I'm going two-one to Liverpool. There you go. I put a little extra juice on the Palace there. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the uh, Nottingham Forest traveling to Wolverhampton Wanderers to Molyneux. Huge, huge game for Steve Cooper. Um, I think if this doesn't go his way, that's five straight losses in a row, and he might be jobless after it, in my opinion. Uh, five? This will be five straight losses if they drop points to Wolves. Um, well, I'm glad. I hope that my pick comes through then. <laughs> uh, Who so you got? Unfortunately, uh, I think this ends up in a draw. Uh, I think it's going to be 2-2 at the end of that. 3-2 to the forest. Okay. To the trees. Cooper, my... Cooper stays alive. Cooper stays alive. <laughs> What's the next game at? All right, we got Burnley visiting the south coast of Brighton to the goals. Yeah, uh, I actually think this will be an underrated game. Uh, I think Brighton will end up winning 2-0, but I do think Burnley will make it interesting in the fact that they will get uh, chances in the final third. I just don't think they convert. We got the same. I got 2-0 to Brighton also. Nice. What's the next one? All right, we have Brentford at Sheffield United. Perfect. You're saving the last two games, the best games of the weekend. See, I got that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brentford, I think this only goes one way. Uh, I'm going to have a 2-0 win to Brentford. Dude, we picked the same thing again. <laughs> Guys, we do not discuss these predictions no. pre-recorded, just so you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have Arsenal visiting the Night Kingdom of oh, Unai Emery. Uh Dude, this this is gonna be so fun to watch. I'm happy I'm off finally to watch these games, guys. Uh, yeah, he works on the weekend sometimes, and he I sit around with my dog, uh, eating uh, delicious hot steaming oatmeal and drinking <laughs> coffee, and he's at work just ripping calls while I'm watching these games. <laughs> uh, I think this will be a fun game, man. Uh, can I can I be honest with you, man? I I think you're gonna pick Villa one nil. I actually have no fucking clue what I'm going to pick this game. <laughs> Give me your prediction so I can I think have, about it. This, this is the Arsenal roast in the glasses. I got Arsenal 2-1. I don't think that's a fa- that's unfair at all. I mean, this game could literally go either way. I think it's going to end in a draw is my prediction. I'm going to make it a 3-3 barn burner. Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> you got to get mad heart palpitations on a Saturday morning. Can I, can I set the scene for this next game? Well, um, we're moving to Sunday. Oh, there's one game oh. on Saturday. What did we miss? Bournemouth at Old Trafford. Oh, I didn't write one down. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> oh, we skipped it. My bad. Thank uh, you. It's all good. I-, I thought you were honestly saving the best for last. No, no. My bad. The Cherry Prince is heading to Old Trafford. The way I wrote down, there's three B teams in a row, and I just missed one of them. My bad. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, man. So you got the Prince of Cherries going to Old Trafford? It is about time they give my boy Aurelis Irola some credit. 1-0 to... Actually, no. 2-1 to the Bournemouth Cherries. Oh, I got 1-0 to Bournemouth. I just think McDonald's will score in the 94th yeah, minute. Yeah, Ronald McTominay. <laughs> you give him a nickname, I'm going to give him a nickname. There you go. All right, so... Uh, we got all the Saturday games. We're moving on to Sunday. We have Manchester City, down to their luck, traveling to the fortress of Luton Town. And as Matt was saying in the pre-segment, uh, Luton is not uh, an easy place to play. They have a narrow field. Fans are into it for the full 90 minutes because they're just enjoying their life, seeing their team in the top division. Unfortunately, I don't know what you will have, Matt, but unfortunately I think City uh, get back on the rails of the winning side, or winning back on the winning track. And I have it as a 2 0 win to City. I got 3 2. I think Luton will give them something yeah. to worry about. It makes sense. Especially with the way City's defense is. Keep their been. goal differential tight. Yeah. I mean, that would. But you are right. They are getting do, or a Gal- Grealish. Grealish and Rodri back. Yeah. A lot of defensive mistakes, though, for City. If they don't clean it up this weekend, Luton may actually surprise them. And I don't think people are ready for that. Oh, if it's five lo- uh, non wins in a row, it's going to be bad for Pep. That's crazy. I mean, that's as low as I think we'll see them, but I think they will win. Yeah. 
Um, if they don't, I will be jumping up for joy. But okay. our, yeah, I got you. No, no shade to our city fans, but when you're the king, sometimes people got to come for you. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're moving on to West Ham and Fulham next. Yeah, I mean, every time I pick against Fulham, they go ahead and score three goals a game. So um, last time they played uh, was back in April of last season, I remember, and West Ham barely won that game, and they were away. So I think, you know, I think I'm going to stick with that same scoreline. 1-0 to West Ham? 1-0 I got the same. Dude, we hardly ever have the same. I think we have way too many to this week. we got to stop agreeing with each other. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, don't be, I won't be surprised, though, at this point, if Fulham come out and win 3-1 with the amount of goals they've been scoring lately, because it's crazy. All right, let's move on to your Blues visiting Goodison Park to face the mighty, resurgent Everton. I don't think people realize that Everton has been on some of the best form in the Premier League if it wasn't for those 10 points. Like I said in the last segment, they would be one point above Mm -hmm. Chelsea. Um, Again, just comes down to which Chelsea side is going to show up. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll be the good Chelsea side. 1-0 to the Everton. Got 2-0 to the home side to Everton. Oh, you didn't have to do me like that, dude. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. All right, last game. Newcastle goes to Spurs, both coming off loss, upset losses. And they're right next to each other in the table as well. Actually, never mind, sorry. Uh, Spurs are one, one uh, spot ahead of United in fifth still, and Newcastle in seventh. But They're right in that zone, yeah. though. Both injured teams, uh, or at least key missing players more so. I wouldn't say Spurs are totally injured, but they have a lot of two huge missing key players. Pieces, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think... But those two pieces are some of their most important. If if Sun was out, then it would be all the hat trick of badness. (laughs) You know what I think, man? Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I feel like the Bostikoglu system is perfect for this type of Newcastle team. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going with a 2-1 win to the Tottenham Hotspurs and and what may be considered an upset. We were so close. 2-0 Spurs. Oh, you scared me too. I was like, no way you just did 2-1. No, 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 no. 2-0 to Spurs. And that's crazy. I actually thought you'd pick Newcastle. That's interesting. Okay. Crazy, guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Tottenham plays good football and i think that we everton has given them things to look at and deal with newcastle and i think that spurs are better than everton therefore that was my i changed it i originally had one zero to newcastle and after watching everton dismantle them i changed mine to two zero yeah i think one thing to take into account because i feel like Bostikoglu like does all he can to get motivation for this team. Last time they played, I think they lost like five or six to one to Spurs. Or sorry, Spurs lost five or six to one to Newcastle. Um, I think it was towards the tail end of the season too. So uh, I feel like that's a great motivation piece. You guys got throttled uh, last time, so why not come out and put put in a good performance? But Matt, uh, another great episode, late night special for you guys. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't know how many of you are going to be listening. Frankly, we don't care. We just love talking football with you guys. Uh, Matt, close us out, right. man. Live long, watch some football, guys. We'll see you on Sunday with the weekend games. Quick Let's turnaround. Let's go.